episode 158 of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. Uh, today, literary news means literary awards. That's right. Uh, but oh, also that means we'll liter- get to hear the fun literary awards theme made the by our friend uh, That's right. Ben, ben Lehman. Lehman. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be talking about the Hugo Awards, folks. Yeah. So this is, I love the Hugo Awards because they're fan driven, you know? Yeah. They're made by people who are yeah. actually a part of that community. Yeah. Most so. of the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, just kidding. Oh, no. no, leave the politics outside, you SOB. Every year we cut a long segment of Eric ranting yeah. about the various factions within the Hugo. So yeah, every year. But now you can't do it. Is this the third? For fourth year, yeah, this would I be the so. third year. I so this so. year, I'm not even going to talk about them, so I don't have to edit out anything. I think that's wise. That would save some um, time. But yeah, every year I've done the long spiel just to, and I don't even like complain. I just explain them. Just, I'm going to cut this part just out. Get it out. Yeah. All right, let's move Snip on, it. so I don't have to do this. I'm Eric Mickles, and I'm Nick Gunning. Nice. And we already did all that. We did. Would you like to dive no, right into? The uh, I didn't say I'm Eric Mickles. Would you like to dive right into bookmark? Yeah, I guess we have to. All right. Uh, I had a busy week, ladies and gentlemen. So okay. Let me tell you some of the things. Braggy McBrag I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. No, you're right. This is a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, I read a couple of graphic novels, oh so I'm going to start Braggy with those. Braggy McBragpants. <laughs> uh, first up, I read Nightwing Volume 3, Nightwing Must Die. Now, must he? Well, yes. this had a lot of... Uh, Batman fans, are you familiar with Professor Pig? And your oh, eyes glaze over when you hear the word Professor Pig. Because Mine do, yeah. Yeah, everything that Professor Pig was in, I hated. The yeah. rest of it, I liked pretty well. You know what? Yeah. I guess that makes sense because Grant Morrison's Batman run, his yeah. Batman and Robin run, where Batman was supposedly dead, yeah. Nightwing was Batman, yes. and Damien was the Robin. It's a lot going on. Um, the title of what, like volume three was called Batman and Robin, Batman Must Die, and it had like Robin planning oh, to attack I see. on the cover. And Professor Pig, I think, was a big part of that series okay they did i guess i haven't read that series but image wise they did a lot of callbacks so i read that that's a rather new comic and then i also read a golden age collection of superboy uh which was not good all right it's just very i don't know wait is that all you have to say about the nightwing thing you've been hating on nightwing and now you're back i liked this one pretty well but i like i told you all the professor pig stuff was just weird but all the damien stuff was what you liked. The relationship between Damien and Nightwing were pretty good. You actually. Love it. I did I did like that, I have to admit. Okay. But on to Superboy. Uh <laughs> this is about the original young Clark Kent Superboy. Uh these stories are from the uh the forties. Right. And I don't think I've read a lot of like Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster, like the original Superman stuff. Yeah. So few was, people alive can today have. It was interesting to read. Was it was interesting for its like historical element right uh but i was not a fan well they didn't know what they were doing yeah. they were making up yeah. as they went yeah there weren't a lot so. of like super villains it was mostly just like clark helping other kids out of it. it was yeah. like if the little rascals had superboy right as a cast member well it's super pretty much what it's we're looking superman at. well it's superboy but yeah. in like smallville right so what's happening yeah. actually no it like predates smallville he's just chilling in metropolis what yeah oh yeah. i see i know cool i know so i'm glad to have read it because i'm i'm, I'm an old you school fan it. but I wouldn't recommend it, so oh. no need. Okay. No need to pick that up. Yeah. Oh, boy. What else? What else did I read? Oh, well, I read another kind of disappointing thing. Go uh, on. Alan Alda's Things I Overheard While Talking to Myself. Poor Alan Alda. Uh, I'm a he big Alan Alda that. fan, you know? Apparently I, I, not. Well, the book was just, uh, it was just kind of braggy. It just, it had this, like, arrogance, where a lot of it was him, like, mm-hmm. Uh, talking about like college commencement speeches he's given and then just sort of talking about the advice he gave people and i don't know uh-huh. i mean i don't Do know Do you think it's the way you're describing it is the way i imagine alan alda to be in it, real yeah, life probably <laughs> probably but in the book it was just sort of like okay 
all right yeah you know i don't know that yeah. you're like a great philosopher you just seem like a nice a good actor and so yeah i was disappointed with what's it. your and favorite I, alan alda thing my favorite alan alda thing yeah well i haven't seen a lot of mash so i mean yeah. i guess that's probably what you go to Suicide is uh, easy. i know dark title i'll tell you i hate the book mash i saw the movie the mash terrible book um, he's great in ER. He does a run in ER, uh-huh. and he's very good in the West Wing and Thirty Rock. Oh, in Thirty Rock, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. He's, I mean, he, I'm never disappointed when Alan Alda shows up in something. Okay. So, uh, I wasn't a fan of that. What about that uh, Eddie Murphy Ben Stiller Tower Heist movie? Oh yes. Well, that's just a stinker all around. I don't all right. know why you're bringing it up. Uh, here are some of the current things that know. I'm reading. All right, all and right. they are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see. What are you reading? Um, I'm trying to get there. People are talking to me. T- surprised that I've never seen MASH. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll watch more MASH. Uh, let's see. I am currently reading The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. So she wrote, um, she's another thriller that came out a year or so back. But um, this is this has been pretty good. It's a little, it's a little, is everything okay? You just staring yes. at me. Okay. Uh, the book is, is about um, three girls go missing at a, it's like a summer camp. And then 15 years later, they open the camp and one of the original campers comes back. Uh-huh. It's a little, it feels contrived, I guess, the plot. It just, it hasn't really grabbed me. It's been one of those ones where like I read and read and read and I'm like, wow, 10 pages, huh? Because that felt like 100. So it's not that I'm hating it. I just don't think it's really working you know it feels like it's trying to go for that uh i mean i hate to call out gone girl but it feels like it's trying to go for that Uh, vibe no more uh and it's just not it's not hitting it right right. so you know it might shake out in the end i might enjoy it so you're saying it's more uh the woman in cabin 10 well i was gonna say it's more (laughs) like meatballs oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah more, right. more if meatballs was a little bit more murdery I right think, gone girl right. meets meatballs gone girl meets wow why isn't that the tagline yeah That'd be a great tagline. <laughs> all right uh i'm reading then again by diane keaton yeah are you on a biography kick yes i am okay thanks for a noticing. celebrity biography yeah kick. i guess yeah yeah well i think it was david sedaris who got it started again and then i have been kind of going through just been in the mood for it that, so i'm liking this diane keaton one so far that sigh was more about me realizing like yeah i do notice you're reading patterns oh so well, it's just you. a thing yeah well it's nice to yeah, be it's like hey he, and he's eating cheese again and he's reading biographies <laughs> so these are the things i know about you yeah well, that's great thank you i really <laughs> i appreciate that anyway then again by diane keaton yeah and is finally she as obnoxious as alan alda's no, no, she's no. She seems very much like the Diane Keaton you would expect if you've seen any Diane Keaton movies. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you have a favorite Diane Keaton movie? Oh, I guess I have to say uh, Annie, Annie Hall. Hall. Yeah. Because I don't know what else I would pick. Oh yeah. So well, something's got to give is great. I guess she's good in Father of the Bride, but there's yeah, not much of a is. role there. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. Something's got to give is up there. Annie Hall is great. Uh, most of her Woody Allen stuff is good. Uh-huh. I read that play. Um, what's that called? I don't know. Play it again, Sam. Okay. It was like where she met Woody Allen and they debuted mm. in this play. I don't really like to play very much, but I think <laughs> it would probably work stage. All right. Was she in Anastasia, the Don Bluth animated film? <sighs> no, I think you're thinking of Meg Ryan. No, I was thinking of John, John Cusack. And for a second, I almost said Joan Cusack. Mm. That's a, I don't even... Oh, well, he did play her love interest in Something's Gotta Give. Is that what you were going for? If it is, I'll be impressed. No, you know what? I but. was thinking of Kelsey Grammer because we were just talking about <laughs> Frasier before we started recording. <laughs> yes, we were. Yeah. Or Hank Azaria? Look, it doesn't matter. Christopher it's, Lloyd's it's in fine. that movie. Whatever. I will list everybody in. <laughs> I think you have by this yeah. point. Angela Lansbury. Angela and now we're Lansbury, done. Yeah. We're done. No. Finally, for graphic novels, I'm Kirsten reading... Kirsten Dunst is in it. Is she really? At the beginning. She plays young Anastasia. Oh, I had a crush on her. But then, uh, 
Lacey not an Anastasia. Lacey Chambray. Chambray? Yeah, sure, sure. She plays the singing young Anastasia. So you have, Kirsten, you have Kirsten Dunst playing young, and then that song, Once Upon a December, yeah, yeah. that's Lacey Chambray. Oh. Once uh, Upon a Yeah, December. I know the song. Yeah, okay. Uh, and finally, for graphic novels, I'm reading Batgirl Volume 2, Family Business. Yeah, this is because James Gordon was Batman for a little bit. Yeah. Because Batman was dead again. I don't know what that's Kind of. He wasn't. Was he, he had really? amnesia. Uh, and Scott Snyder's Batman, him and the Joker had a big old, big old fight. Uh, and then Batman was missing. People mm-hmm. thought he was dead, maybe. Oh. Okay. But he was fine? Yeah, don't he tell was... me. <laughs> he had amnesia. All right. Uh, I watched some movies or over the weekend. Fake amnesia. Okay. Repressed amnesia. Yeah. Is that a thing? I'm not a doctor. Yeah, that could work. Stop calling me a doctor. Uh, doctor? My brother, a frequent guest to the show, Steve, and I took my son to the movies, to Charcoal Corral. Yeah, your son has never guessed Ran into Jessica, who works here at the library, at the Charcoal Corral. Oh, my and we were all seeing word. Christopher Robin, uh, starring Ewan McGregor, which is a just tonally a weird movie. Yeah, well. I just don't know. Like, Steve and I just sat there being like, who is this for? Because it's yeah. not, like, colorful or particularly entertaining for a child. My, And it's not, like, enough of a real movie to mm-hmm. really... Like, my, it was fine, but I don't understand who they were aiming for. My 22-year-old sister saw it, loved it, and cried. So I okay. think it's for 22-year-old. All right. Yeah. Mid-20s. I don't understand yeah. them. So, so what are you I do? might cry. I mean, she just loves Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I have an affection for Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I do love you remember Winnie the Winnie the Pooh, the Pooh sure. show from the nineties? Yes, Pooh Bear, Winnie yeah. the yeah. Pooh Bear. I, I can go even older though, because mine was uh, uh, Pooh Corner, the one with oh uh, yeah, in, the like, live the action. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I loved that. I can go there too. That and Dumbo Circus. Oh, uh, I don't uh, remember. Maybe I do. Was Alice in any of them? Alice? Yeah, I remember Alice. I remember there was an Alice in Wonderland live action Disney thing as well. There was. Yeah. Oh, was every Alice in Wonderland live action thing is a trippy, weird thing. Yeah. Let's get a new one. Oh, wait. No. I was thinking about those Disney ones. Those are probably bad. I want yeah. a new good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen Alice Through the Looking Glass. That might be well, good. It looks pretty good. Pink did a cover of uh, White Rabbit for the trailer. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Go on. All right. Uh, well, my son fell asleep before it finished, uh, and yeah. we stuck around for Hotel Transylvania 3. Yeah. Of course Keep in did. mind, just a couple of bros watching Hotel Transylvania 3 under the stars. Yeah. Um, Very romantic? It, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and it was like we laughed. We I feel like I laughed more uh-huh. than is reasonable yeah. for Hotel Transylvania three. You have a weird, it just worked for me. A I weird don't know. track record watching these Hotel Transylvania movies. Have I you know. seen the second one? No, I haven't. Even weirder than I know. <laughs> was, wait, was this a prequel? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> we just that's what was yeah. playing. That's what was playing. A little backstory: Nick and I both saw the first Hotel Transylvania. Uh, because my it was my wife's birthday. Yeah, January. We had, we had January, a, keep in mind. January. We had all gone out to eat for dinner. Yeah. Then we're like, let's go see a movie. We let her pick, and we were at the movie theater. And this is when, like, Saving Mr. Banks and a few other... Like, that era of film was Oops, out. there were many choices. Yeah. And she picked Hotel Transylvania. We're like, you're sure? And she, she like, put her foot down. Oh, yeah. She's like, I want to see Hotel Transylvania. She was like, this is happening. So we went to another theater that was showing it, because this was an October film in January. Uh, and we saw it. And... We all laughed. Yeah. The lady up front who was alone and smoking was laughing her head off. Yeah. She thought everything was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. Just to clarify, you mean like smoking? Yeah. Cig- she, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She right. was like the voice of E.T. Okay. Not smoking in like the 90s sense. Where you're like, no. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't smoking hot. Right. Just by herself right. watching Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. As yeah. You this do. wasn't a as Seinfeld episode. Uh, <laughs> That's a funny Seinfeld episode though. Yeah. Jerry's going. Jerry, Jerry goes to a movie. Or, it's yeah. kind of funny, but there's just a very attractive woman by herself laughing. He goes to another not very good movie. There she is again laughing. Who is this very attractive I, woman that finds all these 
middling comedy. He's hilarious. I love that you're pitching a spec Seinfeld script. Yeah. That's great. That's a pretty good I'm, one. I'm all about is it. Is it Jerry or is it George? I feel like it would have to be George. Okay. That would make more sense. So anyway, we watched Hotel Transylvania 3 under the stars at a drive-in. I love a good drive-in. Do you think Jerry admits that he doesn't like comedy films? Yeah, probably. He's like, you you come with me? He's like, I don't do comedy. You're trying too hard. You're a comedian. Yeah. (laughs) Where's the audience? (laughs) I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Man, uh, let, me, let me tell you about another drive-in experience i had that okay. was a long long time ago i want to say like maybe 10 12 years ago all right back when i worked at willard public library in, in battle creek michigan <laughs> okay uh, there was one drive-in that was far away like an hour away in cold uh-huh. water and we were just gonna go and we'd see no matter what uh-huh. and so we watched uh swat the the colin firth remake of the old 70s tv show colin farrell Yes, a Colin Firth. I would watch a Colin Firth. Swat. Different. So we watched SWAT, and then I, I think it was Jackie Chan's The Medallion. Ooh, afterwards. So it was a rough double feature. Yeah, Uh, but a lot of fun. It was a whole group of us uh, student workers back Uh in the day. One of which was my good friend uh, Jennifer Jucky Posegate, and today's her birthday. So I just want to do a shout out and say happy birthday, Jucky. Jucky. Yes. Um, I saw Sky High and Valiant. Back to back. Wow. That was with a the girlfriend I was dating at the time and yeah. her mom. Yeah. Valiant made me want to just like push my head into the ground. I've never I, seen Valiant, it's, but it's I, real I bad. think you know that I have a, a, a love for Sky a love, High. Yes. Yeah. A very special love yeah. for uh, Sky High. I don't know why. Yeah. Always Couldn't liked it. We, I just showed it to my son in the last year or so. and mm-hmm. he, he was not as into it as I was, but the very first pretty dr- strong. drive-in movie I ever went to was Hercules and then... Uh, jungle to Jungle. Oh, okay. So there you go. I don't know what my first one. It, it, honestly, it might have been SWAT. I don't. Oh wow. I feel like we saw something else at that drive-in, but I I don't remember. I saw now. Born Ultimatum with we now pronounce you Larry and Steve. Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. <laughs> so all right, Larry and Steve. Why not? Yeah, who's Larry and Steve? Why not? All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's I did, the impression the movie. Made I did on. watch one more movie. One more movie, go but on. I gotta warn you, we're we're gonna transition into some sad territory. All right, go all ahead. Right. So. Uh, I was so sad to learn that, well, you told me that yeah. uh, Neil Simon passed away, one of my all-time favorite playwrights. He's, have you read a lot of his stuff? I know we did a whole spotlight, uh, episode 45 it is, everyone. But Yeah, I read Barefoot in the Park, yeah. Odd Couple, yeah. uh, Star Spangled, Jake's Women. What is the other one I read, though? I don't know. I'm going to tell you. I'd have okay. to go to Goodreads. All right. To Goodreads. You talk. Well, I'll tell you what it was. You know, whether whether I'm watching a, a Neil Simon movie or reading a script, he's mm. about he's the, the only playwright where as soon as I start reading it, I'm like instantly like casting and producing the show in my head. I think like, oh, this person would be great at this. This person would be great at this. Uh, because it just like... Chapter two. Chapter two. Yes. Chapter two is oh, good. And laughter on the 23rd floor. Okay. Oh, chapter two has a Seinfeld one. Uh, one of Jerry's girlfriends yes. writes him a note from chapter two. Yes. <laughs> Claims it's her own. But anyway, whenever whenever I read one of those, they just like, I just click with them and right. I just want to go and like do a Neil Simon play. Uh, so last night I looked at uh, the things I had that I either hadn't read or watched. Mm-hmm. And I had the movie The Last of the Red Hot Lovers mm-hmm. starring Alan, Alkin, uh, Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we popped it in and watched it. It was so much fun. Nice. It's about a guy who runs a fish restaurant who decides like he should have an affair, and hilarity ensues. How could it not? Yeah, a fish restaurant. Yeah, 
So, uh, so this I don't is this know. Is a prequel to Fish Called Wanda? Yeah, it is. It's a prequel. Okay. So this is adapted from his... Uh, is that Julianne Moore on the cover? Who is this? I don't know. Who are no, these two Ju- ladies? There were nobody I recognized. Oh, okay. There were no- I mean, I'm sure they were big in the 70s, but... Uh, <laughs> Weren't we all? But it was... I don't know. It was just a... It was a funny, quirky thing, and it, it more than I think any other adaptation I've watched mm-hmm. felt like a play. Oh. I mean, they barely leave the apartment that uh, that it's set in. All right. So it's really easy to uh, to picture that becoming a play. Uh, but I don't know. I just really liked it, and I really like Neil Simon, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was really sad to see that. So yeah. if you haven't listened to our full Neil Simon episode, it's it's the spotlight on our page, uh, SoundCloud.com slash all. What books. episode was that? That was a while ago. Episode forty-five. Wow. We have the full cast of when we well, did we the Star Spangled Girl together, yeah. a couple years back, which Eric forgot was Neil Simon. I did forget that was Neil Simon. Definitely is. Yeah. Neil Simon. So what? Mm-hmm. Let's. So I mean, you and I, our first Neil Simon collaboration was Jake's Women. Which was yeah. 2010, mm-hmm. was so long ago. Yeah, Jake's Women coincidentally made into yeah. a movie starring Alan, Alan Alda. Alda. There you go. Wow. I think he originated it on Broadway too, and he's actually very good in the movie. Huh. But it's a definitely different take than what we did as well. Yeah, I would say Jake's Women is my favorite. Okay, Neil Simon, and you were so good in it. I mean, that Thank was you, just that whole that whole show was just so much fun to do. Hmm. Uh, don't you think? Uh, do I think it was a? I just made the. I just put a picture up from jake's women but it's nice. huge oh, um okay. it don't i think what that it was just like working on that show was so much fun yeah like it's just it's very it's like an emotional roller coaster but it's handled in such a good way yes you know? like you just there's so much to explore which so i just really loved it yeah so i think my top picks would be jake's women the yeah. odd couple i i love the star spangled girl and i know you were always on the fence about it yeah i didn't love that and but i we did love it. uh brighton beach memoirs yeah another my favorite yeah so Anyway, so we did that, and then with Valley Theater here at the library, uh, Mike Cox and I did The Odd Couple. Yeah. Um, we'd been planning to do that so long that I turned from a Felix into an Oscar and ended up playing Oscar, which was not the original plan. That's funny. But we did... Uh, That's Odd Couple funny. Odd, yeah, like, thank you, you. If you know, odd, yeah. 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 So we did that show in three different places. We did it in Houghton, we did it here, and we mm-hmm. did it at the Angelica Free Library. Wow. So much fun. And then most recently, of course, uh, you and I did The Star Spangled Girl. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. And you didn't really like it. But it's we a, had fun. Yeah. That, fun was had. Yeah. Well, anyway, we have so many Neil Simon plays in the collection. If you've never yeah. read them, if you've only seen the movies, they're the kind of script that you really can just sit down and read. They put them in collections. Like yeah. a novel. Nice. I mean, it just, I don't know. The dialogue is just so good and so sharp that you don't, you don't even need the visual element, you know. So yeah. if you haven't read them, I would recommend reading them. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we have so many of the adaptations in the collection as well. So but many. Anyway. Okay. Done with the sad news. Yeah, let's, it let's is sad. switch over to your... Uh, your bookmark. Okay. Pep us uh, up. What have you been reading? I've been reading The Life and Times of Neil Simon. Mm-hmm. No, I have not. Mm-hmm. I finished Forever Peace. <laughs> oh, you did? Forever Done. Wow. What's the, what's the song? Forever. Forever Young? Yeah, Forever Young. Yeah. I'm not Forever Young. You're not? No, I, I'm much older than I was when I read this book. Oh, okay. Because it's been a while. All right. Look, I'm over it. Uh, Forever Peace by Joe Haldeman, who we're interviewing. We are. What's today? This, this very week. Frick, this week, yeah. yeah. This Friday, I'm going to be interviewing Joe Haldeman, who also wrote Forever War, uh, which won a Hugo uh, Award for Best Novel back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forever Peace, not a sequel. Uh, kind of about the idea that... Uh, because we're allowed to uh, share our consciousness a little bit through um, like jacking into this network. Right, right. Um, if if we stay, it's the idea that if the people stay connected for a longer period of time, you start getting 
an empathy level that will make it impossible for humanity to just be as terrible as we are. Mm. So it's kind of like curing humanity by forcing them to be, be empathetic. empathetic. Oh, yes. Interesting. Um, and it's the idea, like, how do you get all of humanity to do this? Okay. Because basically somebody invents like a doomsday weapon and they're okay. like, oh no. And if we don't, if even if we don't like build this doomsday weapon, in the future, somebody will figure it out and build it. So how do we stop humanity from destroying itself? We have to make, we have to kill their desire to fight. Interesting. So, uh, it was good. Um, it's, it's, how I don't it know. How did it stack up with Forever War? I don't think it's going to stick with me the way Forever War has. Um, but I'm glad I read it. And this is also a Hugo winner, but this was much more recently, 98, 99. I can't okay. quite remember. So, um, yeah. Uh, next up, I'm planning to read Forever Free. I'm going to sneeze. So can you vamp for a second? So Forever Free, if, if I remember right, right is actually, actually is a sequel to yeah, Forever, Forever Free War. Yeah, Forever Free is a sequel to Forever War. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Yes, we will. Uh, some people seem like they don't like it, but the description I read, I'm like, this sounds good. Hmm. Even at the end where people are like, and then this happens, I'm like, oh, well, that sounds fun. I mean, sometimes it's just expectations. You know, yeah. Maybe they're expecting it's going to be a different way. Yeah. But um, I I read a bunch of comics that I can't really like talk too much about. I've read a bunch of 70s Marvel stuff. Is this for me? No. You just handed me well, a just, slip of no, paper? No, I'm just getting it out of the way. That's just my list of Don't things to mention. Show face in public. What's that supposed to mean? Well, it's just I think it's a good rule. Okay, in I'm, I am reading Venom: Separation Anxiety. Perfect. Uh, Marvel decided to put on their unlimited app a bunch of Venom comics I haven't read. Well, that's so actually that, relevant compared to some of the other choices. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to start reading Master of Kung Fu now. You're going to have to put 125 issues of it on. Yep. So here we go. No choice. But yeah, uh, Separation Anxiety is like. Because I guess the way they did Venom comics in the 90s was he didn't have an ongoing series. Okay. But he had an ongoing series of miniseries. Mm -hmm. So one would end and another one would start up the next month. Okay. So it's a little bit tricky figuring out like the reading order. But luckily, yeah. Unlimited, the app, puts them all in chronological order. So oh. it's pretty easy for me to figure out. Nice. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. We got to read forever free. You and I might be reading odds on together. That's right. The uh, Michael Crichton's debut. Yeah. What do you mean might? No, I, I mean like I don't know how soon. I see. That's what I mean. It's coming. Yes, we both. It's his. It's when he was John Lang. Yeah, writing under yeah. the pseudonym John Lang, which I've read a couple. I've read Scratch One, uh -huh. and I've read Binary, uh -huh. and they're very. They're not what you'd expect from Michael Crichton. Right. So, more like spy espionage type stuff. Sure. I don't really know much about Odds On, but mm. I've been wanting to read it for years. So. You know what I don't know much about? What? This guy. It, you just said you know I eat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, cheese and like celebrity celebrity biographies. biographies. So. Yeah, sure. Keep it straight. Mm. All right. Yep. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's turn it over to some book news. Did I want to say something about comics? You right, said look, a lot I'll, of things. I'll say about it next time. Yeah. Comics. Book news. All right. So uh, I've got a couple of advance notices for Quit you all. These are bragging this episode. I'm just every there's no other way I have this. I it. did this. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning My author. My dad works for Nintendo. Elizabeth Berg. <laughs> Is coming out with a sequel to to what you might ask? I let me tell I you. I just asked. Yeah, the story of Arthur Trulove. Huh. So this is book two called Night of Miracles. So this is a biography as well. No, it's not. Just kidding. Uh, let's see. A delightful novel about surprising friendships, community, and the way <laughs> small acts of kindness can change a life. From the best-selling author of the story of Arthur Trulove. So this will be coming out in let's see, looks like November. So you've got a ways to wait. So if you haven't read Arthur True Love, but you're an Elizabeth Berg fan, uh -huh. jump in. Who isn't? Get it going. Yeah, good question. What else did she write? Good Didn't question. she write something recently? You know what I'm thinking? Kristen and Hannah. 
Oh, well, Kristen Hanna writes lots of things. Yeah, well, that's who I was thinking of. Elizabeth Berg wrote... Um, mm, no, I'm all right. No, you'll know. Okay. Uh, uh, Olive Kittredge sure. is one. Yeah, read that. The, uh, the Burgess. No, I didn't read those. Boys. Okay. All right. All right. And what else do we have? You have two other things. I know. Barbara... Barbara Taylor Bradford. Nice. Uh, this is a start of a new series for her, The House of Falconer. And this is called Master of <laughs> You his will fate. be the reader, and I will be the Falconer. Yes. Okay, it's, shut up. Yeah, that is, was that was relevant. It's about the Will Forte character, the <laughs> Falconer from Hey, I'm sorry. Early two thousand Saturday podcast. Night Live. No, it's okay. All I right. want people to know the way you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Victorian England is a country of sharp divides between rich and poor, but James Lionel Falconer <laughs> is everything a self made man should be. Handsome, uh-huh. ambitious, charming, and brimming with self confidence. Like yeah. Alan Alda. And Will Forte. Even as a boy working in his father's market stall in Camden, he is determined to become a merchant prince. Though hardworking and single-minded determination, James rises quickly through the ranks with a loving wife, devoted children, and a lofty position in the Malvern and Malvern Company. That's two Malverns working together. Right, yeah, that makes them even stronger. But when back-to-back tragedies strike the Falconer's home, mm, shattering his idyllic life, yeah. it seems as though James might never recover his former glory, until a royal summons gives him the chance to prove that he is truly a master of the game and the leader of the House of Falconer. Nice. I made up that last part. Yeah, I I did. Okay, I didn't know if you did. I noticed that. I didn't know if you did. And finally... Speaking of tragedy, do you feel bad for people when they lose their vacation homes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I understand your point. It's like it's a a vacation home, but still, yeah. Okay. A lot of property damage, a lot of mementos you can't get back. Yeah. All right. Well, now I've learned... Yeah. You're a snob. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kidding. Wow. You're a snob. Regular do you Alan, have a vacation home? Regular Alan Aldo over here. You dream of one. Uh, yeah, I do dream of one. I'd love yeah. to have a little cabin somewhere. Yeah. You want to go have these? On a little cabin somewhere? Yeah, a little cabin somewhere. But it'd be your vacation home. Well, you, you could use it sometimes, too. We'd timeshare it. Oh, all right. Just sign this right here. Okay. Yeah. Wait, this is me not showing my face in public again. I know. Ah. Uh, and finally, now this one is going to disappoint you because as, as, as a big a fan as you are of Sneaky Pie Brown. Right. Uh, the cat. The cat. The yeah. cat who writes mysteries. This is silly. Uh, as much as you like Sneaky Pie Brown. Go on. You dislike Rita Mae Brown. Oh, no. And but they is, usually balance each other out. But this time, Rita's going solo. Ah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Good luck landing on your feet this time. I just like the way the cat sees things yeah. in a different light. He does. It it helps me kind of understand yeah. like everyday things that yeah. I don't even notice. Like, oh, you know what? Green peppers do look funny. Yeah. He uses he uses his difference yeah. to highlight our similarities. Yeah. Yeah. God bless that cat. Yeah. <laughs> Homeward bound. I'm sorry. Nope. nope. You I'm missed sorry. the pun. You missed the pun. I'm sorry. This All is right. a punny title. Homeward hound. There we go. Why didn't they call Homeward Bound Homeward Hound? Homeward There's two hound. dogs in it. Yeah. I guess. Was it, what was it called originally? Incredible Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one good? I've never seen it. They don't talk in the old I've, one. Oh, don't they? I would assume not. Mm. I've seen Homeward Bound and uh, the one where they're lost in San Francisco. That's Homeward Bound 2. And they meet Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Homeward Bound 2 is not good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's Michael J. Fox, though. Michael J. Fox and Sally no. Field it's, and their friend. I it's don't know. like uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 is just so much worse. Is it dark? Is there a lot of hellscape in that? Because that's... There is hell, but it's cats. Oh. It's not funny. Hmm. It's not good okay. either. Back to Homeward yeah. Hound. I remember... This this is stupid. I'm sorry, but in All Dogs Go to Heaven two, at the end, uh, Charlie kisses the girl dog. Yeah, and they kiss like people, and it made me mad. That's weird. Because I'm like, that's stupid. They would mm. lick each other. That's Burt Reynolds, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I love a good. Well, one is Burt Reynolds and one is Sally Field. Go on. They had they had that ill fated love. Oh, yeah. He still regrets it. Does he? Anytime 
anybody talks to Burt Reynolds, he's like, I should have never let Sally Field go. Yeah. Turd Ferguson, big hat. Uh, Jack Nicholson feels that way about uh, the woman from the <laughs> movies. Wait, no. Faye Dunaway? No, the movies. The Not Ace Ventura, but the Addams Family movies. Oh, Angelica Houston? Yes, he feels that way about Angelica Houston. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read you the synopsis of Homeward Bound. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not going to do it. A mystery full of colorful characters, both two and four-legged. Mm. <laughs> Gorgeous country landscapes, timeless traditions, the and the breathtaking thrill of the fox hunt. From the New York Times bestselling author of Crazy Like a Fox. The cover's weird. It's not even it's just it's a, it's a fox, but it's a fox like a man. Yeah, it's, it's a, a man fox. It's a man fox <laughs> who has a cute little cottage. Yeah. But he's and surrounded by hounds. It you seems think the like hounds it's snowing, out. but also they're at a car, like a snow carnival. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this is what happens when you take Sneaky Pie, the yeah, cat, out of the mix. Yeah, you take Sneaky Pie out of the equation. And yeah, he he. In his contract, any book he writes, he has control over the cover, and I think it shows. Yeah, I think, it does, Hound. Too. All I think right. it does too. Absolutely. We're really taught Sneaky Pie, co-author of <laughs> lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so these now we know what's coming out in a couple of months. Let's find yeah. out what's new and hot today. New and hot today. today's kids. Uh, we got a lot of return entries on the New York Times bestsellers for hardcover return fiction. Return of the Mac. Hmm. Okay. Well, dropped from two to ten, we have uh, Catherine Coulter's Paradox. Hmm. That's not a paradox. No paradox there. Oh, People snap. don't like the book. Uh, what if, if you said it's dropped from two to one? Mm-hmm. That'd be a paradox because you can't drop up. Yeah. But you can in Catherine Coulter's World of Paradox. In the 22nd book of the fbi thriller series pretty Agent good run. sherlock and savage look for an escaped psychopath oh. of course what was that gotta find i was just looking for an escaped psychopath that was your escaped psycho well i think like, they're eh. scared all right well number nine is cottage by the sea by debbie mccumber yeah i still want to read there's it. a vacation home for you perfect a little cottage by the sea debbie go there forget about just your worries me, and your stripes debbie McCumber. who debbie mccumber you and debbie mccumber are sharing this all right uh, Little Fires Everywhere is ah, back on the list. Is it really? Yeah, it hasn't gone anywhere. Oh. I mean, it was off the top 10, yeah. but it's back. Huh. 45 weeks on the list. Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste NG, NG has returned. Yeah. Also, I have that in the hopper. As soon as I finish my Diane Keaton book, that's my what? next hopper. That mm-hmm. one's on deck. <laughs> okay. It's next. What's the hopper? I don't know. Like, I, I know, know what a deck is. Yeah. What's a I, hopper? I don't know. What if you say, hey, get that off the hopper? Is that next? Uh, oh, All hold right. on. Number seven, Before We Were Yours by oh, Lisa hold Wingate. Hold on. Wingate. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. A hopper is a shoot for incoming work or material to be processed. Ah, uh, okay. All right. That, yeah, yeah, you got it works. on the hopper. Yep. Uh, hopper. Number six, uh, Daniel Silva. Very Man, good. that was hard. Very good. woman. I saw the smoke coming out. Yeah. <laughs> My brain was like, do not say Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so number five is new this week. It's your favorite, Lisa Scottaline. She's back. Mary DiNuzio and Bernie Rosetto must solve a murder and handle a reverse sex discrimination suit against their firm. So there you go. Number five, Lisa Scottaline. Straight from the headlines to this paper. Yep. To your ears. Yep. To your eyes. Unless it's an audiobook, then it is your ears. Yeah, you're right. Number four, I got to get off this train. Uh, Stephen King, The Outsider. Mm-hmm. How's Castle Rock been treating you? Pretty good, actually. The last episode, the one focusing on Sissy SpaceX character, was great. Okay. That finally became like the show I wanted it to become. I still feel like it's missing a central like guiding light, uh-huh. you know, or guiding darkness. Uh-huh. But I haven't read the books. I haven't read any of the books that have the the Alan character in okay. them. So I don't, I, you know, it could be referencing things I'm not we getting. But. We're adding to the collection the first season of Mr. Mercedes. Oh, okay. You like 
the first book. No, no, I no. the first book I was okay with. Uh-huh. I loved Finders Keepers. Oh. And End of Watch is dumb. Okay. Well, number three on the New York Times Just bestsellers dumb. list is Sandra Brown Tailspin. Not, not Tailspin. No, you don't even remember how that theme song goes of course Anyways. i do i was just doing it in my head that doesn't okay you know what i just did in my head a bunch Friends of math for life oh. too thick and thin and another and tailspin. tailspin oh yeah <laughs> oh yo oh yo <laughs> right. uh number three all right so tailspin a pilot navigates treacherous situations <laughs> when he I attempts mean, to deliver a mysterious black box yeah. to a doctor in georgia to sheer along <laughs> yeah to sheer con along with uh kid cloud kicker yep they stop by uh, Louis to, to fill up. Man, I love the idea that Louis was just a floating like sky bar yeah. gas station. Yep. To me as a kid, I was like, sure, that's a real thing. I'm going to go to one someday. I did not. Uh, number two, Bill Clinton and James Patterson have been knocked from first place. <laughs> the president is missing from first place. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway. I wish I had one of those horseshoe flower arrangements to put around, put around it. Yeah. For that was perfect. Thank you, man. Uh, so yeah, the president missing is moved to second place, but I mean, it's still there. Yeah. It's never going away. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think could knock, uh, Bill Clinton and James Patterson from the top spot? Uh, my guess is always going to be Danielle Steele. Well, the answer is James Patterson (laughs) and Andrew Borrell. Oh my gosh. And Texas Ranger. And not not the Texas Ranger you're thinking of. Yeah. Rory Yates' job and reputation are at risk when he's accused of killing his ex-wife. Chuck Norris. Um, Chuck Norris killed his ex-wife? James Patterson killed Chuck Norris's ex-wife. What? No. Oh, he's in trouble. You're, you're mixing up books. And oh, I am? TV and real life. Oh, okay. All, <laughs> all right. Together. So, this, so James Patterson is the hero of the book. Yeah. And he's fighting... Uh, is it Was it Clint McGavin who he's fighting? Clint McGavin's an all-the-book show original uh, cowboy lawyer. Yeah, but I thought maybe we, we yeah. licensed him. He's going, he's going up against... Look, the, this is this is, misinform- this is misinformation You're at right. its highest. Sorry, right. <laughs> so yeah, James Patterson has dethroned James Patterson, as is the way. Now James Patterson must kill James Patterson to become the one true James Patterson. Okay. All right. All right. You left me alone, just floating in that the stupid one true bit. James Patterson. <laughs> that weird yeah. Highlander, not Highlander. Let's move on. Okay. I want to transition into something sad real quick, and then what? we'll get to the huge. Another sad thing. Yes, because because we just lost John McCain longtime senator from uh, Arizona, a couple of times presidential uh, hopeful. Uh, and I wanted to mention there's a couple of uh, books. He has he had a recent one that came out, The Restless Wave, Good Times, Just Causes, Great Fights, and Other Appreciations. Many books on uh, about by John McCain that you can check out, including 13 Soldiers, A Personal History of Americans at War, Faith of My Fathers by John McCain, and Why Courage Matters, also by John McCain. So we have several of these, and any that we don't have, we can get for you, as always. All right. Shall we talk about the Hugos? Uh, Crazy Rich Asians is number one. On oh, the you, combined didn't, you didn't e- say it. Oh, e-book. okay. All right. No, I, no, I didn't say that. That's because okay. it's paperback. Oh, see. But it's at number one for the combined ebook. Well, the holds on it have been off the charts, yeah. and the movie's been very popular. So, because yeah. Yeah. So, we only do the hardcover fiction. Yeah. So, sometimes the other lists like, get, are a better example of like where the zeitgeist, did yeah. I say that right? Zeitgeist. The, the yeah. zeitgeist mm-hmm. is. So, yeah, you're right. Um, so, that one. I guess also the nonfiction list is a pretty good idea. So unfortunately, all right, yeah, let's get on to our segment. Let's do it because I ran out of steam like in the middle of that. <laughs> well, you know what will help? Yeah, a little bit of music. Nick and Eric, the 
side. Okay, all right, thank a little you. Bit. Thank you. All right, well, yeah, that's what I see. <laughs> thank you for Mambo Number Five. That always that was a that was that a real always, bad Mambo Number that Five. That always uh, brightens yeah. up the, the world a little bit. Uh, Hands to the side. Yeah. One step left and one step right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, today, folks, we are going to be talking about the 2018 <laughs> Hugo Awards. Yeah. So we talked about nebulas earlier this year, and now... Did we already talk about the nebulas? We did. Wow. We're going to be turning our Where's attention to the Hugo Awards. Yeah. I would like to save Best Novel for last. So That's why don't we how it works, yeah. right into... Where would you like to start? You take it. You drive this bus. Me? Yeah, I'll just come along for the ride. Uh, oh, too long. Too no, long. All right, let's see what won Best Dramatic Presentation short form. Well, okay. So this is when the Hugo Awards give the award out for mainly television shows, yep. like a Best Episode. Um, not necessarily a season. Oh, wait, my nose, itchy. Is it? Is Sorry. It now? Uh, the winner. I, I can tell you. Well, let's, yeah, All right. Let's, let's go over the nominees. Star Trek Discovery: Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad. Yes. Yes, and you know what? Uh-huh. Um, that was a. That was a very. That was the one I think that was like okay, uh-huh. all right. Now I'm in. That is a great episode. Okay, uh, that was the first one that I really was like. That felt like Star Trek, and it felt I loved it. It was mm-hmm. great. So yes, well, uh, we're talking gl- a lot about a loser. I'm glad that it was nominated. Okay, uh, that was the only one that was nominated too. Uh, the Good Place by uh, not by uh, Michael's Gambit. I haven't watched Good Place season good, two. Good Place, a TV show with uh, what Ted Danson. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. I've only watched the first four episodes. I, haven't I keep meaning to get yeah. to it. Doctor it. Who, Twice Upon a Time, written by Stephen Rothett. I don't know any... Yeah, I haven't watched any of the new stuff. Oh, this uh, next one is a song. Yeah. The Deep yeah. by Clipping. I should have listened to this. Don't anything, I don't know I'm going to go listen that. to it right after this podcast. I think you should. And uh, Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Oh, owe me a Black Mirror. Ah. Uh, USS... Oh, Callister. Yes, I didn't watch this. My wife watches Black Mirror. It's yeah. too dark for me. Yeah. But this would be the Star Trek-ish uh, okay. episode. All right. Uh, I think something crazy... I mean, something crazy always happens right. and we realize technology is just society or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, she really liked that episode. So Nice. All right. And give us the winner. Uh, the winner is The Good Place, The Trolley Problem. So Wow. It's interesting that with all the sci-fi that's out there right now, The Good Place takes two of the slots. Yeah. And the and the trophy is yeah. there a trophy involved? I assume. Yeah, there's a trophy. Okay. Or, yeah, uh, it looks like a rocket ship. All right. Did you want to sing rocket? Uh, I'm taking. I'm a taking rocket. a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on an adventure. Classic Tracy Morgan right. right there. This is best dramatic presentation long form. I've got a confession about this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I have seen all but one of these. Same. And I was so close, you yeah. know. And I saw this. I, I saw almost, the nomination. Yeah, I almost caught up yesterday. I know. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just yeah. gonna watch it. But I. Yeah. Could not bring myself to care about yeah. or invest the four to eight hours involved in yeah. watching Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. I want to watch Blade Runner 2049, but what happened was I looked at the time and I was like, this won't be done until 6.30. I got things to do. Yeah. So it's just, yes. Uh, and well, you know what? I just yeah. watched five Marvel films within two days yeah. with a visiting friend. Shout and out one to of Glenn. Them, one of those includes uh, Infinity War. Yeah. So like, I'll, but like the You'll idea... That I don't really love Blade Runner. I don't like Blade Runner. I don't like Blade Runner I've, either. I'm I like sorry. the uh, the short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? Right. I like that. But the movie for me, it's just kind of a snore fest. Oh, I agree. So that's the thing. I mean, I know I express this to yeah. you, but I, if this was just a new like Blade Runner uh-huh. thing, if it wasn't like a direct sequel, yeah. And from from or everything, not Blade Runner, right? Just something else. But like from Blade every Runner. impression that I've gotten, it seems like it's pretty tied to the yeah. first one. You know, yeah. so like. 
I'm just wasn't interested in that. So yeah. to come back again and to watch something so long. Yeah. Also, I'm fed up with Jared Leto. Are you? Yeah. Well, just fed up about hearing him. Apparently, he like did a thing where he could like blind himself because his character is blind in the movie, and it's just like people need to help him on stage and everything. It's like, well, then if you're gonna do that, hire. So right, a blind actor right, right. who knows how to get around yeah, things. Exactly. They're, they've lived with that. Not this, you know, dope silly. who thinks he's the second yeah. coming. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the best dramatic presentation nominees. Right, Thor so Ragnarok. Yeah. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> I made you read the title. I hate it. Uh, I hate that movie. You're stupid. I hate it. You're stupid. I hate it. <laughs> the Shape of Water. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. You I read just, The Shape of Water. You were screaming at me for so long <laughs> yeah. that I, Go I on. lost it. Oh, Get Out. Yeah. No, please. I can handle the rest of the show. <gasps> get Out. Oh. And never show your face again. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. And the winner. <laughs> she just went rush. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Screenplay by Alan Heinberg. Story by Zack Snyder and Alan Heinberg. Uh, hmm. And and Jason Fuchs, I want to say. Directed by Patty Jenkins. Directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, how, su- do you, how do you feel about that? I'm kind of surprised because it's also like the least sci-fi. Agreed. It's much more fantasy. Yes. Um, but out of the superhero films, well, Black Panther wasn't nominated. Uh, oh, you know what? That's because it's this year. Oh, okay. So this was the last year. Okay. So I guess out of that year, yeah, it was probably the best one to be nominated out of the okay. year. I'm always uh, with the best dramatic presentation i'm never a fan of superhero movies winning as much mm-hmm. as i love them okay because there's so much good like sci-fi right. like get out has a lot more sci-fi okay than, you know what i mean yeah um, i mean i'm never opposed to wonder woman winning an award yeah. but yeah um all right let's look at best graphic go. story i have read a couple of these yeah saga volume seven i've read it you have yeah paper girls volume three we both I've read, read it, it. yeah my favorite things is monsters. Uh, Black Bolt Volume One, Hard Time, <laughs> and you know what? Huh? I've read it. Yeah, he. I don't get why this would. I don't get why anybody likes it. But. Oh, okay. Saladin uh, Hamed, who wrote Black Bolt, oh. he wrote a The Throne of the Crescent Moon, which was nominated for a Hugo Best Novel a few years ago. I suggested you get that for the library. Oh, thank you. You didn't listen. Maybe I did. Uh, can you read this title? This next one, Bitch Planet. <gasps> Volume two, President Bitch. Okay, you just that's the said. title. That's what that you, is you the just title. said that on the podcast. Number oh no, I was about to say number one. The winner is we have both of these in the library. In the first book, one last year, Monstrous Volume Two, The Blood, written by Marjorie M. Marjorie M. Marjorie M. Lou. Yes, we have so both Are of you these. a fan of these? I haven't read them yet. Oh, you haven't. Okay. I kept meaning to, and yeah. they're they're very thick. Okay, like they're they're full. You can see yeah. why they've taken so long enough that she won for volume one last year all right uh best related works this can be anything all right Uh, sleeping with monsters readings and reactions in science fiction and fantasy by liz bork yeah uh luminescent threads connections to octavia e butler a lit fuse the provocative life of harlan ellison who Uh, i know from city on the edge of forever star trek fame (gasps) that's how you know it is ian m banks modern masters of science okay i guess uh, Crash Override, How Gamergate Nearly Destroyed My Life, and How We Can Win the Fight Against Online Hate by Zoe Quinn. Yeah, Gamergate was bad news. Okay. A lot of, lot of dumb people I in there. I don't know anything about that. It was a big, it was a big stupid thing. Uh, no Time to Spare, Thinking About What Matters by Ursula K. Le Guin mm. wins. So yeah. I guess this must be uh, her biography. I guess so. So 
Uh, best series, the Stormlight Archive. Oh, is this new? Is best series new? I think it is. Or or it's at least it's newer. It's I don't new-ish. remember this last year because a few years ago we talked about this. Wheel of Time, right. the whole series was nominated yeah. because uh, not a sin- none of the books had been nominated. Right. So when it was done, it was able to be nominated as a complete work. So yeah, this does seem uh, this seems like a new category. But anyways, best series. S- uh, Did you say series? Stop. So the Stormlight Archive was nominated by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Go on. I will. And Memoirs of Lady Trent by Marie Brennan. Uh, encrypted by uh, Sheenan McGuire. All right. And The Book of Rascura mm-hmm. by Martha Wells. The Divine Cities by Robert Jackson Bennett. And, and the winner. The winner. Take it away. For best series, World of the Five Gods by Louise McMaster Bejeweled. 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 All right. Now, if I remember right, we uh-huh. did a Lonely Hearts book club uh-huh. with, with that author. Do you remember uh, that? Oh, yeah. I don't remember what the book was. She wrote uh, Make Way for the up. Giraffes? No, it, it was a sci-fi book. It was okay. like, uh, well, I can't, I can't remember what All it right. was now, but we did. Well, let's talk about the short stories. All right. So, okay, we don't have to. No, let's do it. Uh, Nick and I read all the short stories, we so did. we can get a little bit more in-depth with the uh, short stories. We sure can. So let's do that. Let's all get right. into them. Uh so what's the first one? Sun, Moon, Dust by mm-hmm. Ursula Vernon. So what did you think of this one? Sun, Moon. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. So Sun, Moon, Dust is a story about a boy inheriting a sword. The sword has uh, different, I, I don't know, spirits? Yeah, I guess. Um, that are living in it. And they, they're they awoken and now they think they get to go to war. But yeah. the boy who's inherited the sword doesn't want to he wants to be a farmer yeah see and i i like that because i mm-hmm. thought that it really it took it took a well-known trope yeah I mean, you can say luke skywalker you can say mm-hmm. um rand and the wheel of time yeah you know where they're like they want to go off and have this adventure yeah. this time the and chosen this guy one. was just yeah. kind of like but i have to who's gonna potatoes who's gonna harvest the potatoes if yeah. i leave yeah the heroes need food yeah and Papa's one of the make food I, I don't know i liked it two of the other spirits are like all right back to like 90 years of sleep and one of them is like i like to be a farmer yeah i like to not experience war yeah so yeah i did like it yeah uh all right next the martian obelisk by linda nagata this one didn't do a whole lot for me i liked the idea i did so too. the idea is that humanity is about to die off and so uh the main character is working to build an obelisk on mars and it's gonna they're, they're building it in a way that it's gonna last hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. It's, how, it's gonna outlive the rest of humanity. It's gonna be the last like buildings on Earth will collapse, but this thing will still be standing. Yeah. But then she has to make a choice of whether or not to keep building it or maybe save her own humanity. Right. So yeah, it's I like you're saying the premise is so good. Yeah. Like just as you describe it, I think like wow, that sounds great. But I yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't feel. It didn't do much for me, yeah. I guess. You know, some of the others really did. Well, it didn't win. Uh, you're <laughs> right. Phantom of Robots by Vina Jaimin Prasad. Hey, Thoughts? this might be my favorite. I wondered if it would be. Yeah. It's it's, it's not really my jam, but... It's I, funny, and it's sweet, Yeah, and it's a little bit sad. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I, it didn't win. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a take on online fandom and communities. Yeah. Well, I I like the idea that... So, it's about a computer robot... And he's in a place where other robots are being tested for intelligence and they have to pass the mirror test. And at one point, somebody asked him if he's ever seen this anime, this Japanese anime. And so he looks it up and he becomes like very obsessed with it as a robot. He gets 
really into it. He gets into fandom. Yeah, he yeah. even attempts to write <laughs> fan fiction, but he doesn't have emotional cores, so he can't hate or anything. Right. Um, so it's just it's just funny how into it he is without having the emotion core. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what I liked about it was that all these other robots are failing the mirror test. Yeah, and he doesn't have an emotional core, but he's like, is he? He becomes a fan of something. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, there you go. Yeah. He, he's got an. He's got. He's his, a personality. Right. He's a individual because he's now a fan of yeah, something. It was, I thought it was well done. Um. So I liked that. I liked the idea that the mirror test could be like, do you like Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. So, all right. Next, clearly lettered in a mostly steady hand by Fran Wilde. And I've got to admit, this is the one that did nothing for I me. I didn't understand it. I just... Butterflies? I guess. Yes. I don't know. Sometimes I just, when you read a Hugo short story or novella or novelet, sometimes the whole novel, yeah. uh, you realize somebody had a dream, yeah. woke up, put it in their dream journal, and was like, uh, Mr. Editor, I'm gonna do it. check this out. I will say the next one, Carnival 9 by Carolyn M. Joachim, that one kind of ruined my whole day. The Carnival 9? Yeah. Made you cry? I didn't make me cry, but I just kept thinking about it. Uh-huh. It just stuck with me and made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you're a parent. Yeah. yeah. It's a parent story. Yes, it is. Uh, so in this story, there are the... Are you crying right now? No. Okay. Are you? No. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the, the people in the story, they have like uh, joints. They have gears almost. It's like they're toy soldiers and they have to be winded. And to do everything, they have to use up their turns mm-hmm. that have been like winded into them right. and um this this girl she has she meets a boy in a circus and everything and they decide to build a child but the child doesn't have his full amount of turns he's like slightly defective yeah so she spends most of her life giving him using her turns, using her turns yeah. to help him get around and see things yeah. and have his own life and yeah it is it's very sad it's about like sacrifice and the things you can't do it's kind of like a the story. Oh, are you, are you okay? Oh it's allergies. Yes. It's allergies. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like up with the messages. Like the adventure you have is with someone, yeah. not somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, that that was a very that was the first one, right? The first one in the collection in the, we read. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just put that together. That's not like a real collection. You can find right. you can find all of these spread out uh, online. Most right. of the magazines that they're published in, um, mm-hmm. Uncanny. Uh, beneath ceaseless skies one is on tour.com right you can find the full text of these online so if you're interested yeah. in any of them just do a quick google search and you can find it yeah the winner welcome to your authentic indian experience yes. trademark by, by rebecca roanhorse uh-huh uh, what did you want to win this was an apex by the way well i told you i like the robot story that was the one you were gonna you'd yeah. give it to yeah i i think this one was the best yeah I, with a close second carnival nine yeah so the short story is uh, it's kind of like Minority Report. Yeah, a little um, bit. In that you can... Well, I guess a part... Not Minority yeah. Report. There's a section the in the movie. The subsection. I'm trying Minority to think Report. of something... Like, basically, you go have like a VR... Like Total Recall. Yeah, experience of anything you want. And these yeah. people offer the authentic Indian experience. But right. if, but like anything, it's an authentic Indian experience as seen through like the white man's, yeah, right. white man's eyes right. of what they think an authentic experience is. It's almost like right. the argument they do in the Jurassic it's, Park It's book. like cu- cultural appropriation. Yeah. In Jurassic Park, uh, remember Henry Wu wants to make the dinosaurs slower oh, yeah. and like change things genetically because they th- he thinks people will come and think like they move too fast. These right. aren't real. Right. And Hammond's like, this is the real thing. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that. And then it, it just kind of turns out like the authentic Indian experience sucks. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there's kind of like a... Yeah, there's some twists that there, come along. Yeah, there are some 
Yeah. Yeah. It goes, it goes to places that I wasn't anticipating. Yeah. I just thought it was very well done. Yeah. Uh, it has sort of a haunting feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this, odds are you are a podcast fan, uh-huh. but LeVar Burton reads is a podcast where LeVar Burton of roots and Star Trek and reading rainbow right. fame, uh, reads short stories. Uh-huh. And this is one that he reads Yeah, and his reading of it is excellent. So if you're interested in hearing this one, just search okay search for that and give it a listen every time i read the short stories for the hugo awards i'm always like i should read more short sci-fi stories i know i kind of felt that um, way too because i really really liked reading all of these even the ones i didn't well i guess even reading the one yeah. i didn't get yeah um i'm still glad i read the rest yeah i read five other good stories mm-hmm. so yeah welcome to the authentic Indian experience one short story that was a good choice good job hugo voters agreed uh but again that robot one just it, it's just oh fun. yeah i like yeah it. carnival nine i know no the robot fandom. oh, oh yeah. yes okay. carnival nine it is a sad one yeah i'll make my mom read that all right uh let's see what else do we have here we got the novellas and the novellas Novel- novel. let's just do yeah. the winners for all those, right huh? secret life of bots by suzanne palmer won the best novelette yep and best novella all systems read by martha wells yeah I was going to read that one and then I just never uh never got around to yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway. I that's I wish I had gotten the packet again cuz when I got the packet that one year they bring it they give you all the novels well, right. and were, novels yeah. and you like reading how those. How much is it? Do you know? Uh it's a membership. Okay. And I can't remember how maybe like $100. Okay. Maybe less. Maybe it was like 75. I have no idea. It was it was just like the year I did it, I got all the Wheel of Time books okay. in PDF form. So it was very worth it for me just for those. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, once you get the packet, you're able to vote. So mm-hmm. if you care about the Hugo Awards, you know, next year, check out the uh, Worldcon and yeah. whatnot. All right. So the best novels. Would you like to quickly mention the uh, the Retro Hugo winners? For this oh, I didn't look that one up. That. Yeah. I will tell you then. All right. So basically, the Retro Hugos, they're, they're... They weren't around until this. 60s. They're going back and they're giving awards for this year. It's 1943. Yeah. So the winner that year mm-hmm. uh, was Beyond This Horizon by Anson McDonald. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, of which that. Which apparently is uh, Robert Heinlein. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. Um, once I finish reading the Hugo's, I guess I'll go through the retro ones. Mm. So okay. Um, Good idea. All right. So the best novels you got Six Wakes by Mur Lafty. Okay. I'm gonna let you read this one. Raven Stratagem by Yoon Ha Lee. Uh, Province by Anne Leckie. Anne no, Leckie those, wrote yeah. the Ancillary. But this must Ancillary be a new Justice book. Ancillary things. Justice, yep. Ancillary Sword. Now, I remember the next one, New York 2140, has uh-huh. done pretty well for us, checkout-wise. Yeah. Seems like it's been pretty popular. Yeah, that's the one about New York being kind of like a... Uh, I mean, it's an under not an underwater city, but a lot of it is underwater. So, like, people are... It's people surviving in a New York City that's, like, 25% or more mm-hmm. underwater. Mm-hmm. Um the Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi. And I don't, I can't remember. Is this part of like the old man's war? I'm not sure. Sometimes he comes back to it and sometimes he doesn't. So okay. he's usually on these lists. Yeah. And then the winner. <laughs> this is great news for Eric. Oh, you know what? Let me mention. The Collapsing Empire is a new series for Scalzi. It's the first in the Interdependency series. Uh-huh. So. Oh, okay. So all. it's a new series. And Eric, uh, big fan of these, read the first book. Yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> La- so this is the first. Uh, let's just say it. N.K. Jemison's The Stone Sky. The Stone Sky. Wins. She's she's three peating, isn't she? She is the first. As far as I understand, she's the first person to win f- three in a row for a series. Yeah. Um. She's or just three in a row. Team. Yeah. Um. So yes, it is. It is a big deal. Um. Like there are people who have won multiple times, but she's won 
you know, all these times. Yeah. I mean, for, for a series to win back to back to back like that. Yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't like this series is a real idiot. Yeah. That's, real that's what it's jerk. feeling like. No, so, um, the, I, I don't remember. Why did you not like it? It was just long. I didn't like her writing style. Um, I've, yeah, I just was not into the first book, okay. but maybe the next, but the first book ended with a kind of cool coda. So maybe, um, and it had a twist that I like saw, you know, at the beginning of the book. I'm like, okay. uh-huh, it's this, it's this, it's mm-hmm. this. And then it's like, it's this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so maybe I'll like the second and third book. You know, when I read Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson, I didn't really care for the first book. Or, or Steelheart. Okay. Uh, by him. And then I ended up really liking the second ones. Hmm. So maybe N.K. Jemison will win me back. Maybe he'll come around. But, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, The Stone Sky. So uh, I can't remember what the second book is called. Uh, the Obelisk Gate. That Obsidian right. Gate. It's something like that. So she won, yeah, three in a row. That is a big deal. Um, I hope it's a trilogy, though. Mm-hmm. So That's exciting. Yes. Exciting for you. Yep. So that's the uh, that's the Hugo Awards. Okay. Brah. All right. So, I mean, you're going to read this, right? Yeah, I'm going to read them all. That's cool. So, I mean, I've already read the first one, so... That is cool. Yeah. Well, you can find the full list as well as uh, the full list of retro Hugos, yeah. uh, past winners, uh, information on how to vote, how to become a member at thehugoawards.org. So if you want to know more, that's the place to look. I do. All right. All right. Well, that concludes our Hugo segment. That confused, That concludes the podcast. It does. Yeah. Sorry, I said concludes. You did. But I didn't know what that meant. It's you not did. a word. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember to check out some Neil Simon books, mm-hmm. which we have uh, quite a few, including memoirs here. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's going to do it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.